0: With an industry that's founded on complete paranoia and mild alcoholism, I don't see how any three or four group distributors get together and actually would agree on that and stick with it. I just don't see it. I really don't. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at Promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode Number 56 of Unscripted, and we're calling this Deep Night Unscripted. That's I am right. your host. That's right. And I'll explain that in a moment, but I am your host, Bill Petrie, and there's another host to this fine broadcast, <laughs> and that would be one Kirby Hossaman.
1: Kirby, how the hell are you? I am fantastic, uh, Bill. We're uh, we're doing this a little different this time, and so I know we're going to dig into that, so I'm feeling good about it, and we'll just good. see if we can keep this uh, tra- this railroad on the tracks. And you know who always keeps their
0: railroad of orders on track? That, that would be the good people at Bam Bams. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Bam Bams is not only your partner for domestic rush, prush, uh, rush production of custom sourcing. That's really what they're known for. But they've got an entire new apparel line and apparel accessories. So, mm. and I've said it before. I'll say it again. Working with good people is what makes this industry so awesome. Yeah. And there are no better people than the good folks at Bam Bams. They, are, they thrive on building and maintaining relationships. Mm. So we absolutely implore you to visit them at bambams.com. Make it happen fast. Yeah, absolutely. Good folks. So we are calling this Deep Night, uh, Deep Night Unscripted, because we are recording at night. Yes. And we are uh, doing something a little different. We're gonna give, I'm going to give you a little hint. This is what we're doing tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> We are enjoying a frosty cold beverage of our individual choosing while we record this fine Absolutely. broadcast. So, Kirby, I'm going to let you know I'm, I'm enjoying a fat tire. Oh, a good, nice. good quality beer, and
1: and might I ask what you're drinking this evening? I uh, have a Sam Adams Summer Ale. I think I've told you that's sort of my go to this summer, and, it's been, that, and it, that is. And and I have some other go tos, but you know they're not legal yet, so hopefully soon. Uh, understand, <laughs> and,
0: and and you're referring, of course, to your brewery, which yes. we are all waiting with bated breath, so we can all come to Coshocton and celebrate with you when it finally opens. Yes, well that will be that'll be one happy day for sure. So yes, right. So with Deep Night Unscripted. We are already wheels off when we do this broadcast. (laughs)
1: That's right.
0: Now we really don't know what's going to happen. So Kirby, why don't you go ahead and start us off with a topic?
1: Okay. Uh, So actually, I wanted to kind of just touch on this, the fact that we are uh, broadcasting uh, in the evening. Obviously, this will go out the same time it normally goes out. Um, But you and I know, because we've talked about it uh, separately from this, we get questions all the time how do you get so much done? Uh, obviously content is something that's super important to both of us and people are always like, well how do you have time to, to do it? And I think that this is a really good example of it. Um, this morning you know, I woke up and I was writing a blog post this morning at about 6, 6.30 a.m. Now it is whatever time it is uh, in the evening, um, post 8 p.m. in my time and we're working on a piece of content and I think, I think there's a lesson there and I thought that you would agree.
0: I, I do agree. And here's the lesson. When you, and I mean the global you, not you as Kirby uh, Kirby yep. Hosseman, when the global you says, yeah, I'm too busy to do that, mm-hmm. what you're saying is that's not important to me. Yeah. Because I will tell you, I can be really busy for shit I don't want to do. Oh, man. I'm really good at that. In fact, I, I'd like to say I'm broadcasting at a, at a, at a high level. Um, I can avoid stuff
1: I don't want to do at an exceptionally <laughs> high level. Well, like this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's my fault. I so, I think one of the things I was thinking about this. We can. Part of it's a lecture, right? We if you want to do more, work harder. Do more. Yeah. Yeah, If you want to
0: do more, do more.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And um. So, but the other thing I think about it is, and it's part of the thing that's it's a little bit different because I'm actually doing this from a different location. I'm you know I'm in my home office as opposed to where I normally record this. Um, but one of the things we talk about, I know you and I both, about consistency. And part of that is the consistency of scheduling. So you Absolutely. put out a blog post every Monday no matter what. We put out unscripted on Friday no matter what, right? Uh, right. DMJ goes out at Wednesday no matter what. The other part of that consistency is the schedule and the routine. You and I actually record this at a pretty similar time most weeks. We do,
0: and some, but summer is challenging. Right. You've had vacation, I've had travel, but we always find time time sure. to make sure it gets done.
1: Yeah, I, but I think it's interesting in the sense that by creating the time we normally do it, then at least it's in the schedule. And I think that's part of the secret is that you schedule those things that are super important. And then when something pops up, you can move it. But there's there's time built in your calendar to do it.
0: Absolutely. It is a recurring appointment for you and I to record this fine podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got an infinite number of uh, entries. It's yeah. not ending anytime soon. Um, for sure. And it's important for us to do it. And so, you know, when people ask you or ask me, how do you get so much done? How are you so visible? You must spend all your time on social media. I'm very rarely actually on social media. I spend a few minutes in the morning, a few minutes in the afternoon, a few minutes at night. And that's probably about it generally. Right. But to get things done, Um, and to do the work that, that I do to do the work that you do, you make things happen. And so if you want to get more done, just get more done. (laughs) It's, it's the stuff that's important to you will get done. I guarantee it. So good, good way to kick us off on deep night unscripted.
1: I love it. I love it. Do you have a topic or do you want me to throw another one at you?
0: No, I've got one. So you live in Coshocton, Ohio, which is fairly well documented. Are you familiar with a, a city called Coldwater, Ohio? I've heard of it, but I, I couldn't tell you where it's at. So the reason I, I bring up uh, Coldwater, Ohio, okay. is recently a, a distributorship called Totally Promotional has been in the news because they are under investigation oh, by the yes. FBI right. for price fixing within the promotional products industry. So mm-hmm. a couple things, you know, that it's an investigation. Doesn't mean they're guilty of anything. Right. It's an investigation, and, and, and an, according to Totally Promotional. They uh, the FBI arrived at their offices. They fully cooperated, and um, they're they're very they're they're very confident that they're going there's no wrongdoing and it's it's going to uh, right. you know, go away. And I've no reason to believe that there's not. But what's the interesting what the interesting thing is is price fixing in the promotional products yeah. industry isn't our entire industry founded upon price fixing <laughs> on some <laughs> level or not? I mean, last time I looked at industry codes, it yeah. seems like some sort of price fixing.
1: Yeah, I, when I saw that, and, and again, I'll be the first to say I have not dug into that. So, and obviously, I'm not with the FBI. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, you know, I was it, it. It totally caught me off guard. I'm like, I don't even know how that works. I like. Uh, What what you're saying is you're trying to make as much money as possible. Weird. Guilty.
0: (laughs) And I think it goes beyond that. I think from an FBI perspective, industry pricing codes aren't aren't evidence of price fixing. Price fixing is really when you get together with one or more of your competitors and you collude to maintain prices at at a specific level. Right? Mm, So. If uh, you got together with Brand Fuel, got together with Right Sleeve, let's leave them out of that—they're Canadian—but got together with a couple other, um, a couple other distributorships and said, "Hey, we're going to sell every Org Audio box and at this price—that would be price fixing." Yeah. I don't see with an industry that's founded on complete paranoia and mild alcoholism. I don't see how any three or four
1: group uh, uh you know distributors
0: yeah. get together and actually would agree on that and stick with it i
1: just don't see it i really don't well and i just think it's ironic that we're saying that the industry was founded on alcoholism while we both drink during a podcast i uh, sir <laughs> i said mild
0: alcoholism <laughs> i was i couldn't have been more clear about that yeah <laughs> now excuse me while i take a tug on my beer
1: <laughs> no that's a super interesting um thing that there has been in the news and so yeah i'll be curious to see how that plays out and i i, I just i'm Really curious to see how that could possibly play out on a long term.
0: It, it just yeah. seems to me, me too. I'll, I'll be very curious to see what happens. And it just seems to me, there's probably bigger crimes in the United <laughs> States than than, than the collusion. Potent- <laughs> yeah, than than, than, than than the potential price fixing of a stress ball. Yeah. Well,
1: it, and it's not the first time collusions come up today, for sure.
0: No, no, it's not. So why don't you go ahead and roll with the next topic?
1: Okay. So it's interesting. I've got a bunch of topics today. We may get to them. We may not. Um, but one of them, it feels like some of these are coming for from questions people are asking me. Um, So one of the things that, one question I got asked literally yesterday, I think, was what do you do when you get burned out? And it was mm-hmm. like it was one of those. We I was having a conversation about something else, and then that came up, and it was like, oh gosh, that feels like a deeper discussion. But I thought, well, this is that's an interesting topic, not only for it you is. but also for the audience, right? What um, I'd be curious yeah. to hear what they have to say about this as well. But what do you do? I mean, do you have a, a routine you go through? It, does it
0: depend? I'm curious. I, I think it depends, and 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 we've always said we'd be transparent in this podcast right. so you, you've actually asked a topic where I'm, I'm gonna be forced to be a little transparent I am a, a very active in volunteering mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm a promo kitchen chef right I am president of the promotional products Association of the Mid-South I'm on the rack board it's a lot yeah. and it's been bordering on burning me out a little bit yeah. and so the way I've, I've approached that, because I care very deeply about all three organizations and, and I desperately want them to succeed and I'm honored to be affiliated with all of them, but I also know I can't do my best work yeah. for them or for the membership in, in certain cases um, if I'm not operating at my best. Right. And so what what I've done to make sure that I'm doing everything I can for those organizations that I've said I would do is I dedicate specific time during the week. And it might be two hours here, two hours there. And that's the time I devote to those causes. That's it. Mm. After that, I don't think about it. I don't bitch about it. I don't Mm. squawk about it. I move on. I get what I need done and I move on. And that helps me take that mental break because at least me, when I start getting burnt out on something, I can... Start nitpicking. Yeah. And I'll start complaining about every little thing, and it becomes to, you know, things that are fair to complain about, it starts to get real granular and it starts nitpicking, and it's really not productive, at least for me. It's not healthy for me. Um, So for me to shut that down, I say, you know, this is the hour where I need to focus on uh, the PPAMS roadshow that's coming up next month. We have some roadshows on uh, uh, August uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th, I think, off the top of my head. And I'll be speaking at those, and I'm happy to do it, and I'm happy to help promote it because that's part of what I what I do. But I just dedicate it. here's the time I'm doing doing it. Any emails that come in, um, I'll answer within twenty-four hours, certainly, but I'm not going to do real action on them unless it's an emergency, unless I have that time scheduled. So that's mm-hmm. how I manage it for me. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody just so so I guess I basically a way to put it, I take a step back while still making sure I'm doing what I need to do. Okay. I've no I cannot I can tell you in a work situation, I don't think I've ever been burnout. Oh really? In actual work. Yeah. I think more burnt burnout happens for me. <laughs> when i'm overextending myself and 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 i've made sure that i i don't if i don't manage that i will end up
1: overextending myself yeah no it's a it's a it's a challenge and i i think it's it was one of those topics that i was like oh gosh that's kind of a deep one and so it's one of the reasons that uh that i thought it was a, a good 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 topic for you, and but and what do you do?
0: I mean, you get you get you're you're pulled in a lot of different directions too. Yeah, I mean, you've, you know, part part of the, I think, and, and while I ask this question, of course, I'm going to elaborate on my own answer. Sure, <clears throat> part of what ha- what helps the burnout is it's diversified the stuff i do for promo corner from a work perspective is very different from the things i do for ppams mm-hmm. and those volunteer activities are very different from what i do for the rack board and very different from what i do for promo kitchen so it's not all the same thing i think when it's real burnout it's always the same yeah. it, it, it's kind of monotony 100 i think that leads to burnout
1: yeah for me i think you're 100% right because it's it's funny i mean i you know you were talking about the different organizations and and one of the things that you know, the brewery has certainly been a taxing project, right? right? And part of the reason, you know, I just went on vacation, and certainly vacations are a great way to de-stress a little bit, um, but it's not realistic to do it. You know, I, I whenever I say take a vacation to somebody who's stressed out, it's like, well, great, but I'm not Daddy Warbucks, so I can't do that right. all the time. But you know, it's interesting. Uh, I realized that one of the things that was stressing me out about the brewery is I was really working on the brewing process. Now that's important, right. Right? right? But it's not the thing I want to do long-term and it feels monotonous. Right. Today I actually worked for several hours there, but it was like, I start when you're seeing progress Absolutely. with whatever you're doing, when you can see visible progress for me, I get excited again. It re-energizes right. me about whatever project I'm working on. Um, that being said, uh, what do I do when I'm not, right? Or when mm-hmm. I'm stressed out, when I'm whatever. You know, I think it's it's the basics are, okay, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go for a run. Absolutely. Um, I try to uh, I try to get out of zip code. I joke about that all the time. Being mm-hmm. from a small town, uh, I love being from Coshocton. But some of the best way for me to de-stress is to get out of the zip code. Sure. Be- because it's the anti-cheers. I want to go mm-hmm. where everybody doesn't know my name. Right, no, I know that.
0: You, I, I have been with you in Kesheokhtin, and you literally are like the boss hog of that place. <laughs> well, again, it's a small town. Like a lot, everybody of people, knows you, know. and I mean that. I mean that in actually a very kind way. I mean, you are known. You you are a very
1: important pillar of that community. Uh, so I
0: would imagine it would be difficult to to to, kind to unwind, of de-stress. right? Yeah. To, yeah.
1: So, and then you know, I think one habit that I'm still working on trying to create. Uh, is uh, a short meditation in the morning? yep, I've found we that, talked about that. yeah, I really have found that when I do that, it helps me find clarity and a little bit less stress in and, and we're just kind of going all over the place,
0: yeah. here, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's wheels off it's wheels <laughs> off. it's it's deep night unscripted. Um, here here's the thing. so we, we've talked about meditation before. a lot of times when I work out in the morning, um, you know, I do, I think I said about 30 to 45 minutes on the elliptical and then I do some weights for that 30 or 45 minutes. I actually, a lot of times don't listen to anything. Mm, I yeah. don't, I have no headphones in and my brain it's it, that, that's a medita- form of meditation. Yeah. No, I agree. For I, me I, yeah. at home to get rid of stress and you know, we all feel stress. I had a stressful day today and mm-hmm I've worked very hard in my backyard to kind of make that my oasis. And I love being in the backyard. Cool. And it's it's kind of my happy place. And I just go out there and I you know, ha- have a beer or just sit and read or whatever. And, and that tends to just deep breath, the pausing, get away from my phone. I think that's the other challenge yeah. in society we have is people say, yeah, I'm going on vacation. But they're on Facebook every six minutes. They're checking their – or even more or even worse, they're checking work email. Yeah. And we should allow ourselves and our employees. Hey, when you're on vacation, don't check your email. I promise things will be okay. Yeah, I actually have a friend who who started a job recently, and uh, she works for a uh, a, um, a large company, and they're not even allowed to take their computers out of the office. Really? And so when when uh, uh, her family went on vacation recently. She didn't even know who her phone was half the time because she didn't have to check emails. They, mm-hmm. She's not even allowed to have work email on her phone. They want their employees to unwind that much. Wow. And there's a lot to be said for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, and and in, a, in a world where connectivity is so important, that is, that's impressive. Yeah. Connectivity is important, but so is disconnectivity. No, for sure. For sure. Um, and that, I think that's the challenge. That's the balance, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, that went a couple different ways. Yeah, right. Um, you, you want another one? I got another. no. I've got I got okay. one
0: more one real quick. So, did you see that uh, the good folks at Kentucky Fried Chicken released their annual? Uh, they released their annual. Uh, list of merchandise that they sell, and and I don't know who works with them on this program, but I love the <laughs> wheels off wacky shit that they do. Um, they've got chicken fried socks. Um, they've got uh, lapel pins in the shape shape of chicken sandwiches. I nice. think my favorite is a necklace. It's a gold necklace, and then written in script says "finger licking good" on it. Um, <laughs> that's I actually want that. Like, that's that's so awesome. I do too. And and I, and I, my question is why don't, you know, here's the thing, Kentucky fried chicken, or they used to, they were Kentucky fried chicken. Then they went to KFC when everybody didn't, you know, didn't want fried food. They they were known as KFC. Now they've gone back to Kentucky fried chicken. They've had a little bit of an image problem just because the word fried in their name. But they have kind of embraced their weirdness, yes, and or and, and I would even say they've kind of created their own weirdness. Yeah. They, their they've old spiced com- it. <laughs> yeah. They they are com- their their commercials are completely wacky. I, I never know who's actually playing Colonel Sanders in any commercial anymore. It's been anybody from George Hamilton to Will Ferrell, I think, and and uh, Norm Macdonald. And I know it has done in a couple other people why don't other mainstream companies create their own weirdness like KFC has done?
1: You know, it's so funny. I was actually, we, we were, um, a friend of mine, you know, him, Pat Clark, we were talking about, I do know Pat. Yeah. Clark. Right. We were talking about actually giving advice to our local church and mm-hmm. they were asking for advice and he was giving advice to them and he said, from social media perspective, you guys need to be more like Wendy's and Southwest. Right and again, I think there are some brands who can get away with it, but man, you right. got to have a. You got to write the right culture for your for your company, but then you got to have the right team members in place too, because that can go super sideways with the wrong person. You, you it can, and
0: you have to have the intestinal fortitude, or as I like to say, you got to have the onions to stick behind it. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, you do, and it's it. I, why don't more people do it? Because it's really hard, right? Like yeah, I, it you, is. And I, you and you. And here, talk about a tangent many episodes ago we talked about snugs and their soul kicks campaign yes, and you yeah. were like why don't more people do campaigns like that whether it's distributors or sp- suppliers the answer is the same because it's really hard it looks yep. easy but it's not I mean I I, I think I'm pretty uh, well versed in social media and I've been thinking right. about trying to create something like that and I haven't yet. Because it's hard,
0: it, it, it's it's hard, and then it, it takes work, right? Yeah, Two things. Sure. that uh, Sometimes are hard. All right, hit me with a quick one because I got one to close us
1: up. Okay, so this has nothing to do with anything, but I have seen. There's a new show on TV called Superhuman, and yeah. have you seen this show? Nope. Okay, so it's it's on the net. One of the networks, I forget. Um, that that's very helpful. Yeah. The show. I, let me let me make sure I understand this. <laughs>
0: So the show is on one of the networks. That's right.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, But one of the main networks, right? So it was on one of the main networks. Now we're getting somewhere. That's right. It is not on CMNSMBP. Got it. Um, So superhuman. And what I like about it, it was really cool. I watched, like, I think it was the premiere episode, and clearly they are celebrating the unbelievably smart people in our world like the memory tricks one of them was like this dominoes this giant dominoes and this guy had Uh to run through the list and add all of them up before the dominoes fell and so he gets to the end he's like 355 and that was the right answer another guy had to remember the patterns of balloons and essentially it was like um Computer code, 010, da-da-da. Um, and so Boy, I, halfway it through sounds, it... Yeah,
0: sounds really exciting. It
1: actually was pretty cool. Okay. Um, but they had three judges, and they had one guy who was the doctor who was explaining how hard all this stuff was. Yeah. Um, but one of the judges... And so I say this to say, I'm really excited that they're celebrating you know, smart humans. We need more of that. Absolutely. Right? But one of the judges is Mike Tyson.
0: Well... <laughs> Now we don't know that Mike's not intelligent. Let's let's be kind. Um, now he has. I'm sorry, it's so funny. He he's definitely bitten an ear off. Uh, so that that one one would question anybody's intelligence who, who resorts to cannibalism during a sporting event. <laughs> Uh, yeah who's the other, who are the other judges I've not heard of the show so. Uh,
1: so one is a doctor who literally gets asked after everything because he's the only one who understands how hard any of these things are right uh, the other one is someone who I'm sure I should know is a pretty woman but I don't know her name and Mike Tyson so all right
0: so let me get this straight you watched a <laughs> just want to
1: make sure I'm perfectly
0: clear <laughs> on, on the this. networks you watched a new show on the network with some people as judges <laughs> that's
1: right And it's awesome. So you should check it out.
0: I I will check it out. So this has been a topic. I'm going to go ahead and move on. Mm -hmm. Um, So this has been a topic that's been kind of rattling around my head for a little while. You know I'm a music guy. I love music. And we just very recently hit the one-year anniversary of the death of one Prince Rogers Nelson. Oh, man. (coughs) Hard to believe. Excuse me. Yeah. So we just hit the anniversary of Prince's untimely passing last year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about what is your favorite Prince song? Mm. Now, while you're kind of thinking about that, there's there, you know, we could all, we all love Darling Nikki because who doesn't (laughs) love Darling Nikki?
1: Right, right, right. That wasn't going to be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I think my favorite Prince song is, um, it's not one of his bigger hits. It's not something like When Doves Cry or anything like that. I really happen to like, um, uh, Take me with you, which is mm. off of the Propriano. I always thought, yeah, I always thought it was a really cool song with him and Apollonia. Um, I always liked that song for some reason. It always
1: makes me smile when I hear that song. That's a good. What one. about you, man? That's a good one because like I love Prince. Like he is one of he was one right. of my favorite <clears throat> artists growing up. Uh, uh, Little uh, Red Little Red Beret? Uh. Uh, Raspberry beret. Raspberry beret. Thank you. Little red Corvette. Raspberry. Clearly, you're a huge fan. (laughs) Raspberry beret. Well, (laughs) the rest of that album is terrible, but I like that. I love that song because I actually had the record. Right.
0: I I did as well. Um, and that that is the only good song on that that record. (laughs) Um. And That's then I Would thing. Die For You is also another one that I really like. I Would Die For You is good. I also like some of his older stuff, like off of 1999. Like mm-hmm. DMSR is actually a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some good stuff. And, and, you know, it's hard to believe he's been gone a year. And just the amount of genius music that that guy put out in such a short time, I always find his music inspiring. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's tough to have those things uh, happen. So I yeah. we thought, thought we'd bring Prince back up yeah. to uh, – Kind of round out our show today. And as we're rounding out, we would be remiss yeah, if we didn't think they're good friends at Bam Bam's. For they sure. They truly are your partner for domestic rush production of apparel, apparel accessories, and custom sourcing. Again, anybody can do a lot of the stuff in promotional products. Bam Bam does do some things differently, that's for sure, with custom sourcing in their apparel line. But more importantly, they're good people. And good people to work with are hard to find. Um, so if you want to work with good people, if you want to make sure you hit your deadlines and make you, Mr. Distributor and Mrs. Distributor, look good in front of your clients, visit them at bambams.com. Make it happen fast, and they will be happy to help you out. Awesome, man. Excellent. Kirby, it was nice to do a little deep night unscripted with you, mm-hmm. and uh, I look forward to chatting with you down the road. Thanks.